Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I'm excited that you are here. And before we dive into what is on my heart for us this week, can I just take a couple of minutes and offer two short little commercials? (laughs) Um, I want to make you aware of a couple of things that She Rises has coming up that may be of interest for you. Uh, I am going to um, be opening up registration for my third e-course that I will be hosting beginning Sunday, September 19th. Um, We're going to be talking about a topic that I am very passionate about, and that is on boundaries. I love the topic of boundaries. I feel like I could go on the road and preach boundaries. (laughs) I, I am so passionate about it, and I love helping other people be empowered to establish healthy boundaries in every area of their life because I really believe that boundaries help make us better and you know it doesn't have to be as difficult as we make it out to be Um, and when we have healthy boundaries in our lives it that just helps us to be able to thrive and show up in in our life and in the world uh, and give the very best yes and no that we can right give ourselves to the things that God has for us instead of you know living exhausted and burnt out which is not God's design for us so pay attention to um, my social media handles on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me there at Susan Vandenhuvel. I will let everyone know when registration opens. It will be opening, I would say, in the next week, but that will be a six-week e-course. Uh, we'll be meeting via Zoom link and a study guide. I've written a study guide that will be available to you and downloadable each week. Again, that'll be six weeks starting Sunday evenings, uh, September 19th, and we'll go from 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock, and then from 7 to 7.30, um, I usually... Uh, just do some Q&A time in there for a half an hour uh, and just offer additional support and some encouragement. And it's really been neat to see in that half hour how just even the the members that are taking the course are encouraging one another. So I, I love that, you know, because it's not all about me. I don't want to be 
the sole uh, speaker. It's not a lecture, if you will. I really believe that we can learn from one another and everyone has something of value to contribute. So I just really especially like that half hour on the end of that of that live teaching. All right, so the second little commercial that I have for you is about the annual She Rises Women's Conference. Mark your calendars for May 13th and 14th of 2022. Uh, we will be hosting it in a new city and a new venue. It is located in beautiful downtown Lakeville, Minnesota at the Lakeville Arts Center. Please note that it is not the Lakeville Fine Arts Center in Farmington. This is different. It's the Lakeville Arts Center in Lakeville, Minnesota on Holyoke Avenue. Um, so anyway, registration for that will open on September 1st, which is right around the corner, and we um, are so excited about this conference, and it will just not be the same without you. So I hope that you will join us for that. All right, enough of the commercials. This week's episode, I am titling Standing Up in a Bow Down World. You know, there are a lot of things going on in the world. We would be having to live in a cave somewhere to not be aware that things are changing really, really quickly in our world. Almost uh, overnight, it seems like something new has transpired. Uh, overnight, something has changed, something has happened, something has unfolded. And really, truly, I could spend a whole, just a whole nother episode talking about you know what the Bible talks about, the last days, the end times. Jesus uh, taught on that in his earthly ministry. Um, it's it's throughout it's throughout the Bible, but a really great emphasis in the New Testament. And he himself spoke and taught on it in um, in the Gospel, so you can check that out. But you know, when we look at what is in the Bible and then we compare it to what is happening in our world we can definitely begin to connect some dots here. And, you know, Jesus said that he is coming back. He said, you know, in John chapter 14, he said, I go to prepare a place for you and I am coming back. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he said, I'm coming back. Uh, I'm going to come back for you. I'm going to come back for my, my, my bride, my church, and, and I will gather you up and you will live in eternity with me. You and I were created, if, um, you know, if you're a follower of Christ, um, all believers in, in Christ are, you know, we were created as eternal beings and we are going to spend eternity in heaven. We are just passing through here. And I don't know about you, but I am so grateful that this world is not my home, that my citizenship is in heaven. This is not my permanent home. This is not my permanent address. Um, and if you're a believer in Christ, this is not yours either. You, you are a citizen of heaven. We are just passing through. But you know, I, I think that it's important for us to keep in mind that even though 
even though we are just passing through and this is not our home, the Bible and the Bible says that we are in the world, but we are not of the world. But that doesn't mean that we are just supposed to idly sit by as as Christians and not engage the world around us. And, you know, as I think about just what is unfolding in the world and the darkness and this godless system that's in our world, this godless society, and just how far we have moved from biblical principles, you know, I've really been thinking about how do I respond? How can I best lift my voice to really create change and just really be able to steward my voice and my influence really well? We're going to get into that here in a little bit in this in this week's episode. Just some things that you know, the Lord has been speaking to my heart and showing me that I, I really believe is going to encourage you and add value to your life. Um, maybe some things that, that you would maybe even be able to uh, add as tools in your toolbox and maybe even just pray about, you know, take these things to the Lord and see what he would say to you and, and see if he would uh, encourage you and lead you by his Holy Spirit to put any of these things in practice in your life and in your sphere of influence. You know, when I think about just how, you know, it's the world is just is just so angry right now. People are 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 angry and there's a lot of hot button topics. People are it almost just really seems like they're looking for an argument. Um, they're looking for a fight sometimes. And it can be sort of intimidating, right? It can seem kind of like, you know, it would be better for me to just sort of withdraw and just kind of, you know, live my life and kind of keep my head down a little bit. You know, I don't want to rock the boat. And I know that that sounds, that sounds safe, doesn't it? Because we don't want to be offensive, right? We don't want to, um, we don't want to ruin relationships and we don't want to cause problems. And, and, but can I encourage you that, you know, we are living in a time where the world needs truth. The world needs truth. The world needs light. The world needs biblical truth. And man, and I really think that it's going to take every single one of us as followers of Christ to have the kind of change in the world that is needed. I want to encourage you that you don't have to rely on yourself. That it's not just up to me in and of myself, and it's not just up to you. Jesus said himself that um, that I'm going away, but I am sending you a helper. And that helper he was referring to is the Holy Spirit. If you are unfamiliar with who the Holy Spirit is and his role in the Trinity, his role in in the in the life of a believer can i encourage you to go back a couple of episodes to uh i believe that 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 the title of that episode is called understanding the holy spirit and i i brought on my my friend donna sparks and we dove into those questions to help people better understand 
who the Holy Spirit is, his role in the Trinity, just the character of the Holy Spirit, and his role in the life of a believer. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time this week talking about that because I feel like we already covered that. What I want to focus on this week is you being empowered to live your life as a believer, you know, shining your light, being a witness, and taking a stand in a bow-down world, but remember that you don't have to rely on your own strength. You don't have to try to figure out how to do it. You don't have to try to manufacture something in and of yourself. You have a helper in the Holy Spirit. It's not up to me and it's not up to you to produce results. It's not up to me and it's not up to you to change people. It's not up to you and I to change people's hearts. That is the Holy Spirit's role. It's His. You and I have not been tasked with that responsibility. That responsibility, that job is way too big for us. It's the Holy Spirit's job. It's His role to draw the hearts of man unto the heart of the Father. But you and I, as followers of Christ, we have a part and God has a part. He won't do ours and we cannot do his. But he's, again, he's given us the Holy Spirit so that we can take act, take actionable steps and do the things that he has called us to do. And I, I'm going to get into that here in just a few minutes. But I, I just want to sort of set your heart free a little bit and maybe lift some burden and lift some pressure that maybe you might be feeling off of your shoulders that it's up to you to change people that it's up to you to change hearts and to try to convince people if you will and it's not it's not it's it's my job it's your job to be obedient to what god has called us to do through through the the help of the holy spirit to shine our light to uh, lift our voice when 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 prompted by the Holy Spirit uh, to be a witness and to engage in conversation to you know to help guide conversation to help guide people point people to Jesus but it's not our role it's not our job to um, to try to convince people and and to change hearts it's not we we have our part. God has his part. But I want to direct us to the book of Acts and chapter 2. This is this is the the chapter in the book of Acts and if you're unfamiliar with the book of Acts it's really um, just a detailed account of the early church. It is so powerful. The book of Acts is I mean Wow, it is so empowering. It is so empowering to you and to me as a believer in Christ of how to live our faith out in a world, in a culture that is so anti-God, anti-faith. The early church experienced persecution. The early church experienced many of the things that you and I are beginning to uh, experience in the world today. And so we can look at the book of Acts and see how they handled it, see how how God spoke to them and see how they, how they leaned in and relied upon the Holy Spirit to lead them in, in their faith and in their decisions and in how they responded to certain things in the world around them. 
So in the in the book of Acts chapter 2 it details the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And you know they they're in this upper room Jesus had said to them go and wait for wait for the Holy Spirit you you will receive the Holy Spirit and it's important for you I'm paraphrasing here I encourage you to read it for yourself go and wait for it you need it. And so if he said that uh, if he said that to the, the disciples and the early church, what makes us think that we don't also need that too? We're fooling ourselves if we think that we can live in this world in our own strength and in our own capacity, in our own thought and reason, and in our own ability to try to figure things out. I am so grateful that it's not up to me, that I have the Holy Spirit that will lead me and help me, show me how to pray, prompt me in in how to engage in conversation, you know, help me to be able to guide conversation and and when to lift my voice, how to lift my voice, what is what needs to be said right now, what needs to not be said, you know, I'm so grateful that I don't have to try to figure that out in my own mind, but I can be spirit-led, and you can too. And so when the people were experiencing the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there were some some onlookers that were really confused by what they were observing. You know, the, it, it details in Acts chapter 2 that when the, when, when the early church was receiving the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, they began speaking in tongues. And so the onlookers, when they were observing this and hearing this, they were really confused. And oftentimes what happens, it's human nature, when people don't understand something, they often will become judgmental and, and critical and sort of dismiss it. And that's exactly what they did. They they began to criticize and, and judge what they were seeing. You know, they thought that the people were drunk. It was only 9 o'clock. You know, this is such odd behavior. They look and they sound ridiculous. I mean, clearly this is not of God. Well, so while this is happening, of course, the disciples were there. And one of the disciples, his name was Peter. It says that he stood up. He stood up and he began to address the crowd to explain what was happening. And, you know, I have read this passage of scripture countless times. Just to give you a little bit of perspective, I've been serving the Lord now for well over 28 years. And so that kind of gives you some kind of idea. I'm not trying to puff myself up and you know, I know I'm not all that in a bag of chips. Trust me, I have, I know where my flaws lie. <laughs> but I, I just share that to say that the Word of God is alive. It's it's um, sharper than a two-edged sword. It's living. It's active. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 tells us that. And so I offer that to say that you know, never stop reading God's Word. The The Bible isn't something that that we read through once and then, you know, we just shelve it like some other book that we read. No, no, no. The Word of God is alive and it will speak to you every single day and in every situation that you have. And so I have read this passage of scripture over the years countless times and I love so many times, more than I 
I can, I just, I don't even think I could count that high. I love how I can sit down and I can read something and the Holy Spirit will give me fresh insight into something I'm reading that he knows I need to see at that moment. And so when I read, Peter stood up and addressed the crowd, those words leapt off the page like a jack-in-the-box. <laughs> I mean, wow. And so here you have Peter beginning to explain what they're seeing, what they're observing, that it is in fact of God. And how was he able to do that? Was he able to do that in and of himself, in his own thought and reason, in his own strength, in his own capacity? Absolutely not. He was relying upon the strength of God and the unction and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And here's where God began to speak to me and really what birthed this week's episode that I really believe is so timely and a word in due season for this hour that we are living in. If you and I are going to stand up and take a stand and keep standing, we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We are living in a bow down world. But if you and I are going to take a stand and stand up and take a stand and keep standing, we cannot rely upon ourselves. We need the Holy Spirit's empowerment. We need to be spirit-led people. We need to be fully leaning into and believing that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us, prompt us, show us how to pray, show us how to take action, show us what is needed, show us what needs to be said at any given moment. We need him. I need him. You need him. If you and I are going to lift our voice and see it be used effectively, we will need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We will need to be spirit-led people. And here's the thing in this hour that we are living in as it relates to lifting our voice. The world is so loud, right? I mean, it is so loud. I know you like me. I mean, you can feel it, right? There are so many voices in our world right now that are clamoring for my attention and clamoring for your attention. And the enemy of our soul would want us to be so distracted and caught up in all of that that it drowns out God's voice and the prompting of the Holy Spirit, and which then disables us from being led by the Holy Spirit and knowing how and when to lift our voice. And so if we get distracted in all of these voices out here and we are not spirit led in knowing when and how to lift our voice, what we're doing then is we're just we're just interjecting over here and we're adding a comment over here and and we're blurting out over here and lifting our voice and saying this over there and and really then it's ineffective. It's ineffective, especially in this hour. We really need to understand what is needed right now. What needs to be said right now? What do I need to share right now? What truth needs to be shared right now? If we are not spirit-led people, but we are just running around and just interjecting willy-nilly and just here and there and everywhere, it's kind of like 
throwing spaghetti at a wall and seeing what sticks. It's ineffective, especially in this world that we are living in when there are so many other voices. Let's you and I sort of step back, if you will, and pray and ask God, God, what are you saying here? What needs to be said? Holy Spirit, lead me so that I can lift my voice when and how you know is the most effective. I want to be obedient. I want to feel your prompting and give me the courage to be obedient to your spirit's prompting on the inside of me. If you and I in this hour that we are living in, if we're going to steward our influence well, we will need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. If we're going to be the light, the witness, if we're going to take a stand and keep standing and stand our ground for biblical truth when everybody else is is just, you know, kind of going with the flow and just really turning their turning away from biblical truths and values that you and I hold so dear, we will need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it alone. We can't do it without him. We just cannot. Here's the thing I want to encourage you with. You are not powerless. You are not powerless. So many times when I've, I've been engaged in conversation in these recent days, people have said, I just feel, I feel like I just want to give up. I feel so powerless and, and like nothing's going to change. And I write my, my, my senator or I email or I, you know, whatever, whatever the situation is. And um, I just feel like it falls on deaf ears. Listen, you are not powerless. You know, the Bible says in the book of James that the prayer of the righteous avails much. The, that the prayers of the righteous are effective. That's you. That's me. You and I, as followers of Christ, as believers in Jesus Christ, we are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. And the Bible says, like I just said, out of the book of James, that the prayer of the righteous avails much. That's your prayers. That's my prayers. You see, you and I, we might not be um, holding position in city, uh, county, or um, state, or even national type positions like like legislators or, or senate senators, you know those uh, mayors, those types of things. Even like city council, city council members, or like on the school board or anything like that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You and I might not have those those positions of authority in a traditional way, but make no mistake, you have been given a spiritual authority through Jesus Christ. And when you and I are spirit-led and we invite him to show us how to pray in any given situation, we can pray effectively into and over every single realm in this world. We can pray in and over and believe God for change in, in our schools, in our, in our families, in our marriages, in the medical community, in, in you know, government, uh, in every single level. Listen, don't diminish how powerful your prayers are, how effective they are. 
invite the Holy Spirit to show you, how should I pray about this? What do I need to pray? And friend, you know, I think that here again, sometimes we overcomplicate things. We overthink things. When we can open up our Bibles and we know how to pray by opening up our Bible. What does God say? Pray God's word into and over these situations, these things that are happening in the world. You're not powerless. I'm not powerless. We don't have to be people that pray like like begging type prayers. No, no, no. Then, then we're misunderstanding the authority that has been given to us through Christ Jesus. Not in and of myself. I'm not praying in my own name. I'm not praying in my authority. Susan doesn't have any authority in and of herself. But in Christ, in Christ, you and I, we can pray effective prayers and believe God for change. Check out Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 6. I'm going to read this out of the Passion Translation. It says, Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. Does that sound like the world? I mean, we, we are seeing a world that is so... Uh, removed from from godly principles and godly values, conservatism is just, I, I mean, it's just gone wild. Our world has gone wild. It, and it continues on here in Romans chapter 8, verse 5. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities for the sense and reason of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and finds peace. That's you and I. That's you and I. The Bible is telling us that you and I ought to seek out being Spirit-led people. We don't, we don't allow the flesh and this godless system to do the leading in our prayer lives, in what we stand for. No, no, no. We are people who take a stand and stand our ground for biblical truths. When everybody else, when everybody else may be bowing down to, to this godless system and all of the things that are, that are going on, just bowing down, you and I, we can take a stand and stand our ground, you and I. And when you and I begin to do that collectively as the church, I'm talking like big C church, when we, instead of throwing stones at one another and attacking one another and being offended at one another, when we lay those stones down and instead pick up our swords, which is the word of God, link arms and advance the kingdom in this world, we can see change. We can see change. We can do more together than we can when we're just trying to live unto ourselves and, and just trying to do it alone. No, no, no. We were created for community. Isolation is the enemy's playground. We were not created. God never created us, never designed for us to live in and of ourselves. We need to lay down our stones, 
pick up our swords, link arms, and advance the kingdom of God together, being fully empowered by the Holy Spirit and and led by him, led to, to pray collectively. Man, there is power when we come together and we pray together. I mean, just imagine that. If the church would come together, if the church would come together and no longer take the bait of offense and, and anything else that the enemy, division, all of the things that the enemy has just been baiting us with, all of those things are distracting us and keeping us from picking up our swords, linking arms, and marching forward. Listen, this is our marching season. This is not the time for us as the church to sit on the sidelines. No, no, no. This is not the time for the church to just sort of withdraw and be quiet and and just kind of put our heads down uh, and just live a a peaceful, comfortable life. No, no, we have not been called to do that. We have not been called to do that. The days of complacent Christianity, friend, I know that this is hard to swallow, but it's truth. They're long gone. They have long come and gone. The days of just feeding our flesh and just kind of tickling our ear type messages, they've long come and gone. They have long come and gone. We are living in a time right now that requires you and I as believers in Christ to take a stand and stand our ground for biblical truth, to stand for what we believe and what we know to be truth. I want to leave you with four things. If you and I are going to do this and to do it well, if we're going to be spirit-led, number one, we need to be people of the word. People of the word. I know, I know, I know, I know. So many of you, you've been around me long enough. You've been to my conferences. You've read my books. I mean, you have been out for coffee with me you've you've listened to the podcast and and you're like wow susan do you have any new uh, new anything new to say you know what i am so unapologetic about saying we need to be people of the word that i know that it sounds redundant to some people but i'm unapologetic about this this is like it needs to be a rock in our lives this needs to be not just a priority, it is the priority. We need to be spending time with the Lord, opening up our Bibles and reading the Bible. We need truth in our minds. We need truth in our in our hearts. It's the truth of God. We need to be people of the word. Number two, we need to be doers of the word. James chapter 1 verse 22 tells us not to just be hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. You see, we were never meant to just to just sit around and, and just kind of digest and take in um, biblical truth and nod our heads and say, wow, that, that was a great message, and then never do anything with it. Of course, we need to be spirit-led. How do I do, what, what kind of action, what steps need to be taken with what I'm hearing? Listen, it isn't enough for us to just to just be hearers of the word. We need to be doers of the word. We need to be doers of the word. And part of that is standing up. Part of that is standing up. 
and, and taking a stand and standing our ground in a bow down world. Number three, we need to be obedient. When the Holy Spirit prompts us to be the doers of the word, we need to be obedient to that prompting. And it's, it's not up to us. Again, we're not relying on our own thought and reason here. We're not relying on our own, our own selves. It's not about how much scripture I can quote. It's not about um, how educated I am. It's not about who I know, who I don't know. Um, it's not about how long I've been saved. It has nothing to do with that. In and out, all of those things, they're just distractions. They're things that, that the enemy wants you to believe are going to disqualify you from lifting your voice and seeing it be effective in this world. No, no, no. You have the same spirit who raised Christ from the dead living on the inside of you. You have the power of God living on the inside of you. Trust him that when he presents to you an opportunity to share truth, to share your faith, to share your testimony, to be a light, to be a witness, to engage in conversation. He will fill your mouth with exactly what is needed at that moment. Trust him. uh, Trust that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and equip you and empower you with what is needed at any given moment. All right. Number one is, uh, just to recap, number one, got to be people of the word. Number two, we need to be doers of the word. Number three, we need to uh, be obedient to the prompting of the Holy Spirit when we're called to put action to what we're reading. Number four, the, the fourth and final point is you and I, we need to live surrendered lives. I can't, I can't uh, overemphasize that enough. The apostle Paul says, I die daily. He said that in scripture, I die daily. What does that mean? Like a physical death? Like somehow I'm dying daily? No, no, no. He was referring to, I die to my agenda. I'm dying to how I think this should go. I'm dying to what I want. I'm dying to my opinions. Instead, Lord, what is your will here? Lord, what is your heart here? Speak to me and then help me, Holy Spirit, to surrender what I want, what I think is needed, and instead to be led by you, led by you, surrendered lives. We are not here for ourselves. We are, we are not here to live our lives unto ourselves. Again, we're just passing through here. We're just passing through here. You and I, we were never called. God never created us to just live unto ourselves. We are called to be witnesses in this world. You and I, are called salt and light for a reason. You and I are called are called to be witnesses. He has placed things on the inside of you that have value, have a place at the table and are needed in this world at this very moment. He wants to use you. He wants to use your one and only life to create impact in the lives of other people for the kingdom of God and we need you. We need you. You're a part of this body of Christ. And you matter. Your life matters. And what you're carrying matters. We need you. And I'll tell you something. God is for you. He's on your side. And he has given you the Holy Spirit as your helper, as your equipper, as the one who empowers you and will lead you and help you to be able to 
take a stand in a bow down world and he's going to help you to keep standing. He's going to give you what you need to stand and keep standing so that you don't have to try to manufacture and come up with strength in and of yourself. He knows that you and I can't do it on our own. He knows that. And thank God that he knows that. Thank God that that he's that he understands that we don't have what it takes in and of ourselves. Susan does not have what it takes in and of herself. I can't do it without him. And I'm so grateful that Jesus said, I'm going away. I'm coming back. Yes. And when I come back, I'm not a baby in a manger anymore. I'm coming back as the risen Lord. I'm coming back as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Savior of the world. But I'm sending a helper. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. And he's going to help you live out your faith and take a stand for biblical truth in this world. He's going to help you be a light in the darkness. He's going to help you. He's going to help you in any way that you need it. You can call upon him. You can trust him. Well, hey, I hope that this encouraged you. I hope that this added value to your life. I hope that you are spurred on in your faith. And if you, as, I, as I'm, I'm just wrapping this up here, if you have been just a little fearful, if you've been feeling anxious, just as you've been watching things unfold in this world, and it's just really, maybe it's making you feel anxious. Maybe you've, your faith is a little shaken. I want to encourage you today as I, as I leave you with this. Jesus said, Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He is the Prince of Peace, friend. He is the Prince of Peace, and the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, the book of Isaiah says that the government rests on his shoulders. The government rests on his shoulders. And he has extended peace to you. And he wants you to live in peace. Peace in your thoughts. Peace in your heart. Peace when you lie down at night. Peace when you go throughout your day. Peace as you begin to see um, more things unfold and things changing. When you begin to feel anxious. When you feel afraid. Take those things to the Lord. He doesn't want you to carry those things. You were never meant to carry those things. He wants to carry that for you. And and in exchange, when you lay those things down at his feet, he exchanges it and he instead gives you his peace. And he says to you today, you're carrying too much, friend. You're carrying too much. Daughter, son, you're carrying too much. I don't want that for you. That's not my heart for you. That's not my design for you. Let me lift that off you. And instead, let me give you, let me give you an easy burden, a a light yoke. Let me give you, in exchange for your burden, your fears, your anxieties, I'll give you my peace. I'll take that for you. So be encouraged today. He sees you. He knows what's going on in this world. 
He's fully aware. He's fully in control. He's not anxious. He's not afraid. He's not caught off guard. He is definitely not sitting in heaven looking down at this world that is messed up, wringing his hands, trying to figure out how to respond, how to act, what to do. No, no, no. He's in full control, full and complete control. He sees it all. He sees you, and he will take care of you, friend. He will take care of you. All right. Love you guys. Stay well, uh, and I will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.